Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. In ancient times, the common vernacular, the slang term for a prostitute, you know, today we would, I don't know, maybe things have changed. I'm an old guy now, but, you know, a hooker. When I was a kid, a streetwalker, I hear that terminology. Well, in ancient times, she was a Corinthian woman. How would you feel if you spent oodles of time mentoring someone and investing in them spiritually, only for them to turn tail the other direction? I don't know about you, but I'd feel a bit discouraged. Yet with Christ-like boldness, the Apostle Paul had to confront the church in Corinth about some sin. This is Pastor Robert's message today. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 as he begins his message, Expectations. We are beginning our studies in the book of 1 Corinthians today, the Apostle Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, which actually is not his first epistle to the Corinthians. It wasn't his first letter. It was his second letter. We'll see that as we go through and study the book. Now, a couple of weeks ago, today I want to do a deep dive, so we're going to slow it way down. And as we go into chapter 1, today we're only going to look at the first three verses, just the opening greeting, because there's so much in that opening greeting to digest, we're not even going to really get to everything in the greeting that we could open up and unpack. But I want to encourage you, you know, this, I heard something the other day as I, you know, I've been studying it for a while and been teaching the Bible for a while. And so I've taught 1 Corinthians more than once, of course, but As I've gone back to study it again, one of the teachers that I was listening to, and I don't remember who it was, but he made a comment. He's like, this, he's like, I think this is the most exciting book in the New Testament. And I thought, wow, that's coming from this guy. It was a pretty bold statement. It's kind of an unusual statement. But as I thought about what he was saying, and I thought about the reasons that he gave for sin, and I thought, man, it really kind of is. This this is an exciting, it's an exciting book to study. You know, Bible scholars estimate that 1 Corinthians was probably written somewhere around the year 54 AD. And 
it's not really, you know, exact. It could have been 55, 56, 57, but somewhere in that time frame, because we know for certain when the Apostle Paul was actually in Corinth, when he went to Corinth and then, you know, planted the church because he was the one who started the church in, in Corinth. He spent about a year and a half there. And the reason we can be so certain about the, the time frame when he was in Corinth is that in Acts chapter 18, which gives us the, the background information about his time in Corinth, we're told that, that after he'd been there a little while and, and you know, the, the Jewish leadership got up in arms and, and came after him, they dragged him before this Roman proconsul named Gallio. And we know from historical records as well as archaeological records that they found that Gallio was proconsul in Corinth between 51 and 52 AD. And it fits with the Apostle Paul's you know, travels. So that's when he was there. He was, Paul was in Corinth sharing the gospel and, you know, that's when he met Priscilla and Aquila and, and all, you know, all these different things happened in 51 to 52. Now, why do, why do we really even care? Well, because it, for one thing, you should care because history and archaeology back up the biblical account. And that's significant for us, even though, I mean, in a way it shouldn't be. We should just trust the Word of God, right? But the thing that it tells us is that we don't have to turn off our brains in order to trust the, the Scriptures. Not history and archaeology. Once again, back up the biblical account there in Acts chapter 18 and both the letters to the Corinthians, just one more in a long line of evidence confirming the reliability of the scriptures. And it also means that we have additional reliable confirmation that Corinth was indeed a wicked, morally bankrupt city. More than one commentator refers to ancient Corinth, first century Corinth, as the sin city of its time. You know, Las Vegas is known as sin city. But this guy points out, he said, you know, the city of Corinth in Paul's day, it had actually shrunk a little bit in size. A couple of hundred years prior, apparently there were something like 200,000 Roman citizens and several hundred thousand slaves living in Corinth. By Paul's time, it was down to something like 80,000 citizens. And we don't know how many slaves, but the, the Roman citizens that were there were, were roughly 80,000 in Paul's time. And you see, it, it, Corinth was a port city, but it was an unusual seaport city because it was located on an isthmus that's four and a half miles long, and it had a, a port on each side. Centria was on one side. I can't remember what was on the other side, but they would land on one end at the port on one side, and then they would literally pull the ships across the isthmus, you know, just use logs and just pull them with ropes and roll them across to the other port on the other side so that they could continue their journey. And that's the, that's the way they shortened the sea voyage through, through that region. So you had this massive city in ancient terms between two ports, 
So Corinth sat kind of, it'd be like if it sat right in the, in mid beach and towering above it is this almost 2000 foot tall hill on top of which sat the temple to Aphrodite, that demon of sexual immorality, you know, that they worshiped. And there were multiple temples, you know, the uh, Poseidon because of all the sailors and all these different Greco-Roman deities that they worshiped. But sexual immorality is kind of what took precedence. Aphrodite was, uh, you know, she was the main one. And in ancient times, the common vernacular, the slang term for a prostitute, you know, today we would, I don't know, maybe things have changed. I'm an old guy now, but, you know, a hooker. When I was a kid, a streetwalker. I hear that terminology. Well, in ancient times, she was a Corinthian woman. That was actually the slang term, a Corinthian woman. Everybody, oh, okay. And if a person, if a guy was just utterly like the lowest of the low, he had been Corinthianized. I mean, that's what this place was known for. It was just completely debauched, given over to licentiousness. I don't think I ever heard that word before. No, that's a $40 King James Version word, licentiousness. It just means giving license. It's kind of the idea. It's like you just, you know, Corinthianized. That's the idea. Now, as we work our way through First and Second Corinthians, it'll be important to remember these background details because what we're going to find, what we're going to notice as we go through these, these two books, these letters from the Apostle Paul to the, the church in Corinth is that, you know, he had planted this church. He had an investment. He, he had poured into their lives. But now what he sees is that this church that, he, that he's planted that should be salt and light and, in, in other words, having a preservative influence and a luminary, is that a word? Influence illuminating the people of Corinth as to spiritual truth. But instead of that happening, the reverse was happening. That pagan culture in Corinth was influencing the church. And that he's part, in part, he writes to address that. It's the same thing that's going on today. But unfortunately, what we see happening so often today is that churches, teachers, preachers tend to like, let me not go there. Because I don't want to offend anybody. Let me not. Let me not go there. Let me not talk about that. Let me not address that head on. Because not everybody's going to be cool with that. Well, thank you, Jesus. The Apostle Paul didn't care. He was more concerned about the spiritual health of these people he loved, and so he just went direct. He just said what needed to be said, not because he hated them. Quite the opposite, because he loved them. Because he loved them. so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. 
If you'd like to listen to more teachings from the book of 1 Corinthians, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach in the About tab on our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all the time we have for today, but please join us again next time right here on Main Thing Radio. 